0: pop culture footnotes the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends i'm courtney i'm shannon and we are joined remotely this week by Brittany. say hi Brittany. hey everyone uh we're really excited to have Brittany on to talk about rocky um what is what is the name of the moon creed 2 creed 2 that's what i thought <laughs> yep but i just want to make sure it's following the pattern of all the other rockies <laughs> yep Uh, Yeah, so Creed 2 is coming out, and uh, we wanted to get geared up for that by talking about all all of the other many Rocky movies. And I mean, even if you've seen some of them,
1: there are like seven other movies (laughs) (laughs) leading up to this, so you probably need a refresher on (laughs) what's been happening. Yep, but we're going
0: to draw on Britney's expertise on this. Um, We're going to talk about all the Rocky movies, but we're especially going to focus on 1, 4, and Creed, right? Correct. Cool. Um, so, but before we get into that, let's do Media of the Week. So, Brittany, as our guest, tell us about what you've been reading or watching or listening to this week.
2: Um, I am a podcast fan, so I've been listening to a few new ones, um, and my favorite of the week is called Decoder Ring, which is produced by Slate, and they're... They basically just – each episode goes through a cultural aspect of American culture and, like, breaks it down and deconstructs it and finds out why, why that exists and how it affects society and culture, and it's really interesting. I'm excited
1: that. to listen to it. What was the one you told me to
2: listen to? Um, I think I sent you the one on – oh, The Basement Affair, which is basically trashy reality TV – been yes. off of bachelor so well worth a that's listen. my
1: wheelhouse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: oh awesome nice
1: how about you shannon yeah um so um this is kind of in anticipation of something i'm going to be watching in december but i'm listening to now um, the movie I'm most looking forward to this fall, aside from all the Oscar-y things I'll be watching, is a movie called Anna in the Apocalypse, which is a high school musical about the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> and it sounds like the greatest thing ever, um, super bloody, <laughs> but basically high school musical with zombies thrown into it, um, so I'm pumped, um, but they have a couple of the songs already out, um, one of them's called Hollywood Ending, Um and I love it, I should have pulled it up. Maybe we can throw in a clip, but it is, it's so good. Um, so yeah, really liking the music from that and I'm
0: excited for it to come to Utah so I can see it yeah. in all of its glory. Nice, cool. Uh, yeah, so for me, I have a few things that I've been doing. Um, so I started watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it, <clears throat> I haven't finished it yet, But, um, I really loved the old Sabrina the Teenage Witch and, uh, it's like this really dark kind of satanic version of that. Like much more traditional, like Salem Witch Trial witch stuff Mm. than Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Mm. sitcom. But Hmm. yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, I watched Rocky IV this week, which was an adventure. (laughs) You you watched what? Rocky IV. Oh, Rocky IV. (laughs) He yeah. said something else. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, no, I really need to talk about this. <laughs> um, so sometimes I have insomnia, <clears throat> and a couple nights ago, I wasn't sleeping, and so I put on my headphones, and I listened to Phantom of the Opera, and um, Spotify does this thing where when your album or playlist ends, it goes to something that's, like, related. <laughs> And it started playing music from this musical called Love Never Dies. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of this? Yes. Have you heard of this, Brittany? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. There's a sequel? And it's,
1: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: And it's written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. When I did my study abroad in London,
1: it was maybe a year after it had okay. premiered, so it was a hot thing <laughs> <laughs> at that point.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's awful. Yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I was listening to it super late at night. And um, I listened to the whole thing, and I was like, you know, this isn't good. But there are, there were, like, high points in it for me. I was like, it's much more simplistic than Phantom of the Opera, but it's, you know, there's still some good parts. And um, there was one song that was, it's, it's almost like this metal song in the middle of the rest of the opera. Not opera, but musical. <laughs> but the rest of the musical is very operatic, so it was weird. And I was like... I don't know if I like this, but also I can see the line connecting the original fan of the Opera musical to this. Um, I mean, what, and I was like... Can you can you tell us briefly, like, what is it even about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so, after the events of the first musical, basically, Christine and Raoul are going to get married, and so this is... We learned about this in a flashback. Mm. The musical is set ten years after, but um, I guess a few days before Christine and Raoul get married, she is having second thoughts and goes and finds the Phantom, and they have mm. a romantic tryst. Oh, and then and she gets pregnant. She gets pregnant. Yes. Um, and uh, okay. and then he leaves. He leaves like the morning after because he's like, this relationship can't last because I'm ugly and blah blah blah. I don't know. So, she wakes up in the morning and he's gone. And she's like, oh, I guess he doesn't love me. I guess I'll just marry Raoul. So, she goes and marries Raoul. And then, ten years later, the Phantom and Meg Jerry, and Madame Jiri have uh, escaped France where the Phantom is wanted. And they go to America. And he starts working in like a sideshow. And then eventually buys the se- sideshow. And then, like, makes it into Coney Island. So he's like this multi He's like Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey. And, um, but in the meantime, like, Meg has become this, like, vaudeville kind of performer in his show. And in her mind, she equates herself with Christine. She's the new Christine. And she thinks that huh. he's, like, her muse. Or at least that's what she's aspiring to. And he just doesn't. Care about her at all, and so that's she's all bitter about that. She's also like whoring herself out to prominent businessmen to like grease the wheels for the Phantom. It's really weird. Um, so the Phantom then decides he's gonna hire Christine to perform at his show without telling her that it's him. Uh, she shows up. We find out that Raoul has become like drunk and kind of abusive. The no. Phantom figures out that her son is actually his son, uh-huh. so he comes up with this plan to get rid of Raoul. <laughs> where they make a bet that if Christine sings the, in the Phantom show, then Raoul has to leave and never come back. And if she agrees to run away with him and not perform, then the Phantom pays off all of Raoul's gambling debts, and they're like he's never going to interfere again. Mm. So of course she sings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I've talked about this way longer than it deserves. You also know that you're getting a Phantom of the Opera podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've talked about this way longer than it deserves. I'm so glad i here you listened for it. This is um, good. It's weird because, like, the metal song that I was talking about, I was intriguing when I listened to it the first time. And then I listened to it, like, the next day in the light of day. And I was like, oh, this has some pedophilia overtones. This isn't great. So <laughs> You were so sleep-deprived. Everything yep. sounded good. I mean, it wasn't good it was intriguing and musically it is very intriguing
2: music of the night when you actually listen to the
0: lyrics it's like
1: oh the phantom lured you in with his sweet songs
0: (laughs) okay we spent too much time talking about this let's move on (laughs) Uh, so rocky
1: (laughs) um I wanted to make sure that we do first exposures on this because yes. I have a funny story. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. Um, Up until, it, like, preparing for this episode, I had seen Rocky IV and Creed, and that was it. And I'll tell you why I would seen Rocky IV. Um, in high school, I took summer school one summer to get my second PE credit. Most of the kids in school, like were part of an athletic team. And I didn't want to do a second year pee, but I also didn't want to join a sport. So I did summer school. Um, But I, so I'm from Vegas. They were redoing the gym that summer. And thankfully the teachers like weren't cruel enough to make us stay outside in the blistering heat of (laughs) Vegas summers. So (laughs) we spent the majority of the summer, um, we would like do our run in the morning and then watch sports related movies (laughs) in the afternoon. Yes. Um, And so we did no physical activity, (laughs) pretty much at all. Um, But one of them was Rocky 4. And I kind of hated this because I'm not a huge fan of sports movies. They're not my favorite thing, but I really
0: do remember liking Rocky 4. So that.
2: (laughs) um, Oh, that makes me so so happy.
0: (laughs) They made you watch Rocky 4 without watching any of the other other ones. Man, what kind of crap PE tutors did you have?
1: Um, So when I saw Creed, like really Rocky 4 is the main one you need to understand what's happening in Creed. So it's like, I'm all set. Um, I also resisted going to Creed, but then ended up loving it. So I need to just stop resisting. I really like the
0: Rocky franchise. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Uh, My first exposure to Rocky. I mean, like I'd seen references to Rocky in lots of different places, like the Simpsons reference Rocky, um, yeah, like the punching the meat and the running <laughs> up the steps yeah. and Yo, Adrian. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, other than that, I I actually hadn't watched Rocky until this week, which That's all right. hurts my nerd cred.
1: That's all right. I saw I saw that your husband posted that you guys voted and then watched Rocky, yeah. so you felt very American. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think his so. exact words were, tomorrow I'm going to wake up as a bald eagle, right? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and <he was> so- <laughs> Brittany, how about you? Um, You're the super fan.
2: Yeah, well, I just realized this is going to be the same thing that I said about shark movies, but... My dad is the one who introduced me to the Rocky films, um, probably over Christmas because the holidays are apparently when you just have Rocky marathons and other violent television marathons. So, so yeah, I remember going through those and that became kind of our holiday tradition whenever and basically whenever Rocky is on, we watch it. and yeah. So I've I've grown up watching it at least since high school, probably early high school, middle school.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um great so we'll start going through all the films yes. um i just wanted to go over like a little bit about how rocky came to be how it first got produced um because it's an interesting story i've known a little bit of it um so sylvester stallone wrote the screenplay in three and a half days <laughs> <It's on> Wikipedia, <laughs> um, which is kind of wild um he was an unknown at this point um, and it also said that he wrote the screenplay shortly after watching the championship match between Muhammad Ali and Chuck uh, Weppner. Um, and I guess this is in 1975. Um, and Chuck, his story was kind of similar to Rocky's in that Muhammad Ali obviously was like the greatest boxer ever still probably. And um, so he had gone up against him and no one expected him to last very long. Um, And he was finally knocked out 15 rounds into the match. And so he almost made it like all the way through. Um, And so Sylvester Stallone was kind of inspired by this, or at least that's what he originally said, later denied. Webner then filed a lawsuit (laughs) that Stallone settled, I guess trying to get some credit for being the inspiration (laughs) for Rocky. Um, But anyway, so Stallone wrote this screenplay, um, he took it to United Artists, who really liked the script, um, and they wanted to use it. But and the producers are Winkler and um, Chartoff, um, who still produce it today, I believe. Um, and they liked the script, but they wanted um, to put like a bigger star in his Rocky. So mm-hmm. some potential names that came about were. Uh, Robert Redford, Ryan O'Neill, Burt Reynolds, and James Caan. I cannot imagine Robert Redford as no. Rocky. <coughs> like in the slightest. Um, anyway, Stallone though, um, and they had offered Stallone um, $350,000 for the rights to the script, um, but he refused to sell it unless he got to be Rocky. Um, mm-hmm. So it came down to this ultimatum of I'm not, I'm not selling you this unless I get to be Rocky. So... Um, they gave in, and <laughs> he was rocky. They used his script, and um, even though Stallone didn't have a ton of money at the time, um, so this is like huge windfall for him, um, and of course launched him into superstardom, and the whole rest of it's kind of history. Um, just before starring too, so it was, a uh, as far as box office numbers, a huge critical success. Um, it was the highest-grossing film of 1976. And also the second highest grossing film in 1977. So it maintained, um, it kept making money for a long time into the next year. Um, At the Oscars, it also um, did well winning Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. And was nominated for a bunch of other things. So, of course, then it spawns many, many sequels (laughs) because of all the success up front. Um, So, Brittany, do you want to
2: talk to us about the
1: first Rocky
2: You know I do. Um, Okay, so I just watched this last night to refresh my memory and I couldn't believe how much I had forgotten. There are so many gems. Um, So I'll try not to take the hour and a half of the actual film time (laughs) to (laughs) describe it. Um, So we open with Sylvester Stallone and um, he is basically just a muscle man for a lone shark is where we find him. He is kind of, he's a good fighter, he goes to a local gym all the time, but kind of never got a mentor or a coach, and so he just kind of is a bum, doesn't really, like, have any prospects for fighting or anything else, Um, but he wants more for his life um, and aspires to be something greater, but just hasn't had the opportunity yet. Um, Other characters of note are Polly who is I guess they're just friends from the neighborhood and Polly's sister Adrian who Rocky is interested in dating and that relationship progresses throughout the movie Um, let's see then so it's I love this movie it's it's Mm -hmm. very methodical like you spend a lot of time getting to know the characters before there's any action so um, you really get to know, like, the Phili- the Philadelphia neighborhood that he lives in and just kind of the the situation, like, the circumstances of his growing up and where he is now. Um, it's pretty rough and rough around the edges. Like, Polly works in a meat packing factory, and that's where you get the iconic Rocky Goes and Trains by hitting these slabs of meat that are hanging off the hooks in the freezer. Um, but, uh, so he... So we kind of take a while to develop these relationships and learn about how Rocky just is hoping for something more but never really gets en- gets those opportunities when um, this other man named Apollo is um, the world championship fighter and he's looking for a big match um, for to celebrate the bicentennial because it's 1976. Um, the number one champ that he wanted to fight is not available, and no one else will fight him because he's like too good, and no one wants to get embarrassed. Um, so he has to come up with a plan to find someone so they can have this great money-making match. Um, so he just he develops this plan to find a nobody uh, competitor, and make it kind of a the American story like oh we'll just find somebody from the neighborhood and they'll have the opportunity to like fight the greatest fighter in the world um so they go through um I guess the roster of people who are registered as fighters and they come across the name Rocky Balboa the Italian Stallion and Apollo just loves the name he's like this is a great name like let's do this guy um not realizing that it's this is a very fateful decision.
0: <laughs> um, I
2: think his coach even said like, "Oh, he's a southpaw, which means left-handed," and um, they make a big deal about this in the movies. Where if you're southpaw, lots of people don't want to fight you because it throws off your balance if you're right-handed. Um, and there's something called like the jinx of the southpaw. Um, but Apollo just waves that off and is like, "It doesn't matter. It'll be great. Like I'm gonna take him out within." A couple rounds it'll be no problem it's basically just an exhibition match as far as he's concerned Um, Rocky agrees when they approach him and decides to take it seriously like he's there he's not there to get embarrassed Um, so he ends up having Mick the owner of the gym that he goes to coach him he's like this old 70 year old um, (laughs) has-been fighter who is just, like, way old school in his techniques, so he's, like, making him, I think this might have been in the second movie, but basically, like, techniques like chase a chicken to get faster (coughs) and, you know, run (laughs) miles around the city to, like, get your stamina up, Um, and that's where we get the original montage of him running through the streets of Philadelphia and ending his routine at the tops of the steps and doing his little dance. Um, And, like, at the beginning, he's running and, like, holding his side and, like, showing how out of shape he is. And, like, he's not ready to fight the world champ. And at the end, he's, like, sprinting through the streets and, like, (laughs) so in shape, at his prime, ready to go. Um, And so then right the night before the match, um, so he's – at this point, he's dating Adrian. um, And he he gets into bed and he's like, I – I'm not going to be able to beat him like I like I'm I'm kidding myself like I know I can't beat him he's better than me um and he said but I just want to go the distance which means make it through all 15 rounds without getting knocked out he does not want the fight to end prematurely and he's like if I can just stay in the ring with him that's a win and so that's his goal going into this big match um and of course we get to the match and Apollo is like certain that he's going to just dispatch this guy within a couple of rounds. Like he's just going to play with him, give the give the people a show, and then just walk on out, walk on out of there, no problem. Um, and it's pretty obvious, like the distinction. Like Rocky shows up in this like oversized robe that Polly like has been getting marketing money, and so there's like the meat packing company advertising on the back of his robe and he's like and it's ill-fitting and it's just like a small posse and then Apollo comes in with like you know stars and stripes and like I think he's in a, he's in he's dressed up as George Washington Washington. in the boat crossing the Delaware and he's like throwing (laughs) dollar coins out to the people and just making a huge spectacle of this um and so like obviously it's just kind of yeah like somewhat of a joke to him because he's not worried and then they start fighting and Rocky just doesn't he takes all these hits and he just doesn't go down and he's you know getting more and more beat up and this guy is like why won't you fall just like end it dude and eventually I think at some point the coach is like he's dangerous he's here to play like you need to step up and so like it becomes a real match for both of them and um, spoiler alert Rocky does not win the match because it is a draw, but he goes the distance, does not get knocked out. And for those who don't know, boxing, if you end on a draw, it automatically, the title or the, the win goes to the defending champ. So Apollo technically wins, but Rocky feels like he, he showed up and, and did what he came to do and met his goal. So it was a victory. Um,
0: we also have to talk about the... Uh... So in the fight, Rocky's eye is swollen, and he can't see out of it. Yes. So there's a part where he's like, cut me, Mick. Yes. And he's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. And he's like, yeah, cut me. And I was like, oh, no, the
2: eyes. That, yeah. the, makes me so that was the hardest scene for me to watch. <laughs> like, you're just like watching them, like their faces are getting more and more swollen. And then, but it was cutting the eye open that I was like, oh, because <laughs> they like squirt blood. All this fake blood comes out. and like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> and can we talk about how cute Rocky and Adrian are? Yeah, yeah. I was so impressed by. I was not expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. He's such a goon, but he, I. Oh, he's he, very oh, sweet. Adrian is very shy, and even at one point, I think Polly, who's the brother, says like, "Why do you want to go out with her? Like, she's just weird, or just want to?" And mm-hmm. it's like, "She's just shy. Like, I did. You know, yeah. he just likes her." And at one point, he says. And my favorite thing was, well, she's got gaps, and I've yes. got gaps, and together we we, we fill, fill each gaps. other's gaps.
0: <laughs> I'm like, that is the cutest. Yeah. Uh, I I was really torn about their relationship, actually. I, because there, there is like, one part. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he wants to go out on a date with her, her brother's, like, pushing her into doing it, even though she's kind of been like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then so eventually she agrees to go out with rocky but because her brother's like pushing her around and then they go on their date and like it's sweet and everything's going good and then he like invites her back to his house and she does agree to go in but then he's like trying to get her to come sit down on the couch and she's shy but she's like no i'm uncomfortable i want to leave yeah Mm -hmm. and he like blocks the door (laughs) and like kisses her instead and i'm like Rocky. That was really uncomfortable. I, I know that she's shy, and I know that he's trying to, like, push through the shyness because she does like him. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not like she wasn't clear. Yeah. She said, I'm uncomfortable. I want leave to me alone. leave. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. I love their relationship. <laughs> other than that, yep. the whole started their
1: relationship. No, yep. I saw that, too, especially with the movie being in the 70s. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, we missed the part at the end too. So when he, uh, like, that's th- a thing that's quoted is him yelling, "Adrian, Adrian!" And at the end, like, everyone's yeah. trying to interview him, and he really just wants to find Adrian. Yeah, and we can celebrate with her.
2: Yeah. Oh, and I also uh-huh. wanted to mention um, the turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Adrian works that's- at Adrian works at a pet shop. That's how he knows her. Uh, or probably through Polly, but, like, he goes to the pet shop every day in the morning and when he gets off of, quote-unquote, work and, uh, <laughs> and, like, goes and tells her jokes that are really, like, silly, dumb dad jokes um, and just trying to, like, break down her walls or whatever. But he, um, like, years before, I guess, had purchased two turtles from her at the pet shop and they're named Cuff <laughs> and Link. And they're adorable. They make a couple of, they're in a couple of scenes in the first movie, but they also pop up in later films and they are the same turtles. And they're still alive. 44 years oh. old. So, fun fact.
1: <laughs> cool. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And they, he gets a dog too at some point. And that's actually Butt Sylvester kiss. Stallone's dog.
2: Who I just His- read, you might have to fact check me, um, that he had to like, I don't know if he sold the dog. I think he like, kind of like sold the dog right before the before he like wrote the script or sold the script because he had no money and then after he got money from the from the movie he went and got his dog back (laughs) oh
1: I just it it makes me have a lot of respect for Stallone that he was so that he just came up with this idea (laughs) was so persistent about being in it and Mm -hmm. just came from nothing I don't know he he is rocky
2: it makes me so happy (laughs) And if you watch, like, any interview, like, yeah, just like he is, in real life, he is Rocky, both in personality and, like, in the underdog story of his life. (laughs) Yeah. It's really great.
1: Uh, Um... So then we have Rocky too, Yeah. <laughs> which anyone can fill in other highlights. Um, some things I was thinking of. I, the whole premise of it is, so if you haven't gathered that Apollo Creed is pretty a pretty proud person, um, he's incredibly proud. And um, from the last fight, um, a lot of people have been saying, oh, like Rocky bested you. Like you may have won, but he actually like stepped up and... You weren't as great as you have been. And anyway, so he's really taking this to heart and is feeling bad that everyone thinks Rocky's better. Um, and so he wants a rematch. Um, I also love in the Rocky movies, they always feel <laughs> it necessary to put like the last five minutes of the last film in the yeah. first five minutes of the next film. Um, so we start with that fight. And then anyway, previously, on Rocky, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that whole, um, that whole, uh, movie is just about the rematch <laughs> between um, Rocky and Apollo and Spoil- Rocky wins. Uh, yes, Rocky wins that one. Um, and then just because again, it's <laughs> my Rocky and Adrian obsession. Um, he does uh, Rocky and Adrian get married in it, and his proposal is the cutest. Um, and he says <laughs> uh, what do you think you're doing for like the next 40, 50 years? I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me very much. <laughs> and It's just so sweet. Um, anything else big I'm missing on that one? That's really the (laughs) the whole point. Yeah. Um, and I haven't
0: seen Rocky three. I haven't either. But
1: I know it involves him fighting
0: Mr T. (laughs) So maybe Brittany And Apollo becomes like his coach, right?
2: Yeah, do you want to fill us in on that one? Oh gosh, I don't. Oh, it's actually been forever because I don't like the third one.
1: <laughs> You're fine. I, I'm pretty sure from the fourth one that it seems um, that yeah, um, Has Mickey passed away, mm-hmm. or yeah. So let Apollo me see. kind of takes over. Rocky's now the champ, um, and he fights Mr. T and loses. And then they're going to have a rematch, but he goes to Apollo for help. What's really important out of this movie is that's where we get
0: Eye of the Tiger from yeah. Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> by Sylvester Stallone's brother. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And performed by, I think. Huh. Yeah.
1: It's a it's a good song. He's in the band Survivor? For... I think so. That would explain why they also have a song Rocky <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah. the verses yeah. for Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> it. It's a jam. (laughs) Um, We haven't mentioned the Rocky theme either. Like they all start with the.
0: Okay, I didn't. Okay, you're going to make me sing in every. I can do it.
2: (laughs) going to fly. It's
0: like the. (gasps) (laughs) See, I'm not going to do it. Okay, we're going to replace this with actual (laughs) (laughs) clothes. Gonna um, fly I didn't, okay. is the name of the song. So when I watch it for the first time, sorry, Brittany, go ahead.
2: Oh, I just said "Gonna Fly" is the name of the song. Yeah.
1: Okay, I didn't realize until watching the first one that it has actual words to it.
2: Yeah. It's like getting strong now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I listen <laughs> to it when I run sometimes, or I used to. <laughs> that and I, the tiger, That's are amazing. really pump up music. <laughs>
0: um, okay, I've heard the Rocky song lot, or the lo- Rocky theme. Lots of times. So like I knew the da-da-da, da da was from Rocky, but I didn't realize that the fanfare at the beginning was original to Rocky. I thought it was something else. But it's something that is just so ubiquitous. It's the... There we go. That was much better. this is why I make you do it.
1: That's not why. let be honest. It's... Both, no, it's that reason. You're better (laughs) at seeing than I am. Um, Yeah, good theme. Um, (laughs) I have to mention here that one of my favorite references to Rocky, um, you, have you seen that episode of Gilmore Girls? One of my favorite episodes is the all night dance a thon that they do um and kirk like one of the townies wins every year um and so he's really proud of it he doesn't have much else to live for it so when he wins he grabs the trophy and runs around to the rocky theme song and he wins again in that episode so he like runs to the rocky theme it's very cute
2: that is awesome Uh,
0: cool should we talk about rocky four yes okay (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about this one. <laughs> um, so Rocky IV picks up um, after his fight with Mr. T. Um, and so Rocky's kind of on top. Apollo is, his career is kind of sunsetting. And he's not happy about that. Um, so this new fighter comes from the Soviet Union called Ivan Drago. And um His wife speaks English, so she kind of speaks for him in all of his interviews. Basically, she's like, you know, he's at the top of his game; he's in peak form. We're excited to take on the Americans, and all of the media is basically touting it as like East versus West. You know, this communist guy versus our capitalist values. I don't know, (laughs) but yeah. yeah. And so they're like. Also, he's definitely on steroids, like
1: they say
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a shot with the.
2: I'm, like, Christian like now that's secretly on stage anyway. And this, <laughs> anyway, this takes place in the 80s, so it is in the middle yeah. of the Cold War. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the the guys on
0: TV are, like, uh, I guess Ivan Drago wants to fight Rocky because Rocky's the champ. Um, but all of the guys on, all of the, like, commentators on, on TV are, like, um, yeah, that, whoever he fights, it's going to be one heck of a match. And Apollo's, like, cool, I want that attention. <laughs> So, he goes to Rocky, and he's like, I'm going to fight Ivan Drago. And Rocky's like, I don't know, man. That might not be a great idea. You're not at the top of your game, and you're getting old, and that's okay. Like, you need to accept that. And he's like, no, I'm never going to accept that. So, um, he agrees to fight Ivan Drago, and Rocky's kind of like, I don't know, his coach? The guy in his corner. Yeah. Um, so, they go to the fight, and it's actually very reminiscent of Rocky One, because Ivan Drago just comes out in like his robe and there's not a lot of fanfare and he just is ready to fight and Apollo comes out and he's again wearing like the niggerbockers with the stripes and the Uncle Sam hat, and he even does the same thing where he points at Drago and he's like, I want you. I want you. (laughs) And and James Brown is seeing the living in America.
1: America.
0: It's like ridiculous (laughs) and over the top. And Drago's just kind of standing there, just kind of going like, and it's very reminiscent of Rocky in the first movie where Mm -hmm. he's just like, what, what is this? This is weird. We're here to fight. Um, But Apollo's approaching it very much in the same way that he approached the fight with Rocky in the first movie, which is, this is an exhibition match. It's not serious. But Drago is approaching it from the perspective of, I need to prove myself to these Americans who are cocky and over the top. Um, So they start fighting, and Drago proves himself to be just, like, ridiculously strong, and um, Apollo's not prepared And so they're fighting, and it's getting really rough, and Apollo's just getting his butt kicked. And um, Rocky's like, we need to call the fight. And he's like, no, don't you dare call the fight. And he tells him, like, no matter what, you don't call the fight. So he goes back in for, like, what, the third, fourth round? It's pretty early. And um, Drago's just, like, hitting on him, hitting on him. And Rocky picks up the towel. He's about to throw it into the ring. And then Drago hits Apollo really hard, and he falls and he doesn't get back up, and he winds up dying. Um, so Rocky R-A-P. is like, what?
1: R.I.P. R.I.P.
0: <laughs> <Apollo>. Carl Weathers. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, Rocky is like racked with guilt because he feels responsible, um, and he kind of has this vendetta against Drago. So he agrees to fight Drago in Russia, and it's an unsanctioned fight, the, uh, I don't know, governing body of boxing like won't sanction the fight because they're like, you need to wait at least a year. We want to make sure there aren't personal feelings involved. And uh, Rocky's like, no, that's not for me. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So he goes to Russia to fight and he wants to go there and do conditioning. So he and Polly and um, what is the name of the other guy who was Apollo's like, it's
2: Apollo's trainer
0: friend trainer. Um, I don't know his name. I don't know
2: his name.
0: He, but basically, he was, like, part of Apollo's entourage and is now, like, with Rocky. Can I um,
1: mention, is it right before dupe. then that we get the montage of him just, like, all... So, Adrian's upset about him going, and mm-hmm. he has a kid now. And yeah. so, oh, that's a thing we did bring up in this, oh, in this yeah. second movie. Adrian almost dies in childbirth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a yeah. thing. He has a kid is the point. Anyway, there's a <laughs> montage of, like... I don't know, the life of Rocky, but it's to this yeah. song. It's like, there's no easy
0: way out. It's mm-hmm. very 80s and great. It's very 80s and great. <laughs> well, lots of flashbacks to the former movies.
2: Yes. <laughs> the, tra- um, the trainer's name is Also, we didn't talk Duke. about the fact that...
0: The trainer's Sorry. name is what?
2: Duke. Sorry. I think there's a Duke. Blank. Duke. Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah, we didn't talk about the fact that Rocky has... A robot now? i going to mention it later. Uh, yeah, it's like early in the movie, it's Polly's birthday. And so they gift him this robot. And Polly's like, what the hell is this? I don't want this. <laughs> um, and then he manages to somehow reprogram repro- the robot to have a female voice. <laughs> and feelings for him. And it like, it sounds kind of sexy. and But also it nags him like it's his wife. And it's weird. But then also, Rocky's kid has his robot, and they just have these robots. Is it supposed it's- to be because Rocky has become so wealthy from
1: being the heavyweight yeah. champion of the world that
0: <laughs> I don't know? <laughs> Something. But uh, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> so he goes to Russia to train, um, and the Soviets basically are like monitoring him very closely, and so he has these two like agents who are following him around. And he's staying in just, like, the middle of nowhere in this place with a barn and a house. And Polly and Duke are both just like, why are we here? (sighs) Like, this is dumb. And he's like, I wanted to train in the place where I'm going to be fighting. And I don't know. But he does, like, they have this montage where it's, Drago training and he's got all these sophisticated machines and he's just like so powerful and over the top and Rocky's just like this humble American <laughs> guy who's like <laughs> lifting rocks and running up a mountain and chopping <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> running up the mountain <laughs> literally <laughs> and then he gets to the top and goes Drago. Um, so yeah it's the whole point is to like show you how much of an underdog Rocky is against like the Might and weight of the Soviet Union. (laughs) And so he shows up for the fight and, um, the, the crowd is really hostile to him. There's a bunch of like government officials from the Soviet Union there. Um, when Rocky shows up, he's wearing like the striped shorts, like what uh, Apollo would wear. (coughs) Excuse me. And so he's kind of leaning into this whole America versus USSR thing. And, um, so Drago gets in the ring, and they start <clears throat> fighting. And, okay, this is, <laughs> this is the thing about this fight. Especially because I only watched Rocky 1 and Rocky 4. And so in Rocky 1, Rocky takes a beating, but it shows. Like, he's his face is all swollen, he's, like, messed up by the end of the fight. This one, they spend a lot of time building up that Drago is, like, a super puncher. Strong. He's a super puncher, and he's, like, ridiculously OP.
1: Well, they even measure
0: it. Like, he yeah. punches, and it's like, 2,000 yeah. £2, pounds! of 2,000 pounds of pressure. crazy. But, but like, and Rocky gets his butt kicked. Like, there's just so much. He takes so many hits, and it doesn't show at all on his body. Like, by the end, he's got a little bit of blood, but... Nothing like Rocky One. I'm like, this is supposed to have been harder. I don't know. But um he manages to make Drago bleed, which I guess Drago has never experienced before, and it throws <laughs> off it throws off his like he's cell a robot. and he's like, This man isn't he's not a man, he's made of steel. <laughs> and um <laughs> I wish I could capture your face just then. That was uh, so great. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Rocky manages to knock out Drago and wins the fight. And, like, it's so, so ridiculous. And by the end of the fight, like, this crowd in Russia is, like, chanting for Rocky, Rocky. 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 And it's like, uh, I don't feel like that's how that would have happened. <laughs> okay. They um, all start coming around to his side, though.
1: Yeah. They
0: said it basically, basically... Rocky single-handedly ended the Cold War.
2: In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is what
0: they're saying. He does have a whole speech about, like... <laughs> and,
1: it, and it changed throughout the match. And if you can change and I can change, everyone can
0: change. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Okay, Rocky. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a simplistic That's... understanding of what was going on in the <laughs> <laughs> Where's cool. that one? That's Rocky <laughs>
1: Um it, Courtney and I have not seen Rocky Five or Rocky Balboa. Yes. Um, I know that Brittany at least feels very passionately about Rocky Balboa. Do you want to talk to us about either of those two?
2: Yeah, I can talk to you about Balboa. Um, okay. So, this is such That's a good movie, good you guys. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it, so the exact timeline and details might be fuzzy, but basically the premise of this one is we find Rocky many years later, I'm not sure how old he is, 60s maybe? So, sorry, 50s? real quick. Yeah.
0: So, there's Rocky V and then Rocky Balboa, right? I think so. Yes. Should <laughs> we say really quickly what Rocky Five is? Yeah, let me... That so I think the main premise of Rocky Five is that Rocky has sustained brain damage in yes. his fight with Drago, and he's forced oh, right. to
2: retri- retire. Mm. Yeah. So
1: and then and he, he like and he begins to coach an up and coming fighter named Tommy Gunn. Mm-hmm.
2: That's all I've all I got. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, and <laughs> it, <good> <laughs> it looks like he also lost his fortune. Um, oh right. Because oh. of an unscrupulous accountant. So. Um, that's why later in Rocky Balboa, we find him in more humble s- circumstances. Like, he's doing fine, but, um, you know, he's not in his little McMansion and he does it. No sign of a robot Definitely anymore. Doesn't have a robot. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> no robots. Um, he's running. So, Adrian has passed away. He's much older. Um, his son is grown in his 20s now. Um, and he's. Rocky is running a restaurant called Adrian's, which is Aww. so sweet. And, um, <laughs> and so it's just like a local restaurant where he grew up. So he's back in the neighborhood pretty much. Um, and so the whole thing is kind of about him dealing with being past his prime and kind of not knowing like what to do with his life. And, you know, a lot of meaning came from fighting and, um, the new heavyweight champion, you guys are going to have to remind me his name. I'm forgetting. Um, do you know it? Uh, I don't. I'm fact-checking you one minute. Let me minute. see. Um. Oh, Mason Dixon. Huh, such a good name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, god. Mason the line. Dixon. That's right. I love that so much. It's so good. Um, <laughs> the Lion. The Lion. Mason the line. Okay. Um, so he... So this is actually pretty similar to the original Rocky and Apollo matchup where Mason is like this uncontested heavyweight champion. No one can beat him. No one can come close to him. Um and so he's kind of looking for his next challenge and there was kind of this silly um like ESPN sports promo where they had a computer simulation of Mason Dixon and Rocky Balboa in Rocky's Prime computerized to or like the algorithm to see who would win against each other and they believe it said that Rocky would win um or at least it was too close for Mason Dixon's comfort. Um, and so Mason, defending his very fragile ego, is like, no, I'll, I'll fight him for real and show you that this has-been can't beat me. And so um, Rocky's like, dude, I'm ancient. No. But the more he <laughs> thinks about it, the more he's like, I've got stuff in the basement and like, there's just stuff that I haven't, like, there's unresolved issues in my heart, and I just really need to do this. I just need to prove it. And, you know, his son is like, no, like, what have you got to prove, Pops? Like, this is stupid, and like, have you ever, like, you're not thinking about me, and like, like, his son is very bitter about living in Rocky's shadow, and so there's a bit of interpersonal relationship drama there as far as Rocky trying to help his son feel confident in his own skin and also being true to himself and making Milo take responsibility for his own life, basically. And there's a really great scene where he's talking to him. And what is what is his son's actual name? I'm calling him Milo, but (laughs) Milo, (laughs) Milo Ventimiglia. Right, well, no, that's the actor. What's his, oh, that's the actor's name? His right? son's name. Oh, know. sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, I'm like calling Robert him Milo, uh, Robert Balboa Jr. Is Rocky's name supposed to actually be Robert? He's never referred to as Robert. <laughs> it,
2: it must be. Yeah, he's, because they call the
0: kid Rocky Junior. Though right? yeah. they did
2: in the when he was born. So yeah, but I was like, they never referred to Milo as Rocky. So I don't <laughs> okay. So, anyways. Um, yeah, so, he's talking to him after his son confronts him and is like, what are you doing, like, what is this about, like, um, there's no need for you to fight, and you've kind of ruined my life, like, I'm just living in your shadow, and Rocky's like, you know, life isn't fair, and you need to be responsible for, like, your own happiness, and, um, He, like, has this great powerful moment he's like, it's not about how hard you hit, but it's about how hard you can get hit and keep fighting and get back up. And it was, like, really, really powerful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All that to say, he agrees to fight Mason, the Lion Dixon. Um, And... (laughs) That name still makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um, But he's really old now, right? And so they, in the montage, like, his coach is talking to him being like, okay, so, like you're old, you've got arthritis, you're not going to be fast, so, like, the only way, like, the only strategy for really beating him is, like, raw horsepower, like, you just have to pack hardcore punches, so it's all about strength, and so you just see him, like, lifting weights and just, like, bulking up, and yeah, he's enormous (laughs) by the end, um, and then they fight, and does he win? That's what I want to know. He almost wins, but loses in the split decision. So it is just like (sighs) original Rocky. That's
1: so annoying that that happens in every one of these
2: movies. (sighs) Yeah. I kind of love it, though, because it's not about about the win. It's about, like, proving yourself. (laughs) How you play the game. (laughs) It is. It is. And, like, for Rocky, it was about getting the stuff out of the basement and just, like, proving to himself that he's still got it, he's still a man, and... He's not just a, a wannabe has-been out of his prime. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yay.
1: Should we talk Taco. about Creed? Yes, we should. Um, I love Creed so much. Um, so uh, the Rocky franchise kind of got revived by Ryan Coogler, who did Black Panther, and he's awesome, and we should all be grateful he's doing these franchises. Um But, yeah, so that movie opens um, in 98 um, in, like, juvie um, in L.A. So our main character is Adonis Johnson. He goes by Donnie. Um, He's fighting this other kid, um, and someone comes in to see him, and it's Marianne Creed, who we've seen in previous Rocky movies. Um, She comes and asks Donnie to live with her, and it kind of comes out that um, Donnie is the son of Apollo Creed, um but he's not marianne's son he apollo had an affair um and she had this child right like before he died so um donnie was born um after apollo had died so he never knew him um but he goes to live with marianne so he can have a better life um but he's then we cut to the present where um now he's Michael B. Jordan and super hot. Um, <laughs> side note. <laughs> and anyway, uh, Donnie's, he's still got like, he's still his father's son. He's got like a fighter in him. And so he's been fighting these ma- matches in Tijuana. Um, and he does have an office job in LA, but pretty quickly into the start of the movie, he quits the job because that's not really what he wants to do. He wants to fight full time. Um, so he goes to Adelphi Delphi gym, so where Apollo used to train. Um, and he's he's just like Apollo because he's really cocky mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing, and he's kind of challenging all the fighters in the gym and says, Whoever can get a headshot in gets my Mustang, and um this guy Wheeler, who goes by Stuntman, um, punches him out and takes his Mustang. Um, he comes up later. Um so, anyway, Donnie goes to Marianne and says, you know, I want to fight full-time. Um, and Marianne's really not happy about that. She watched her husband die eventually from this sport, but also just he was always hurt, and she had to be there when he was suffering through all of it. So, um, anyway, he's decided that he's going to move to Philadelphia um, and just start anew. Um, Donnie, you also see him, like, watching clips of Creed and Rocky fighting, and he's trying to, like, imitate his father's style. Um, so he moves to Philadelphia. Um, kind of a side note, he's in this, like, really run-down apartment building, um, and his neighbor is playing loud music. So he goes to tell the neighbor to turn it down, and it's Tessa Thompson, who's uh, Bianca, it's this beautiful um, woman. And you already tell, like, okay, something's going to happen there. Great. <laughs> um so anyway, then Donnie goes to Adrian's restaurant to find Rocky, um, and it kind of comes out that he's Creed's son. Um, he's like, I feel like you owe it to me at least to train me, and that's that's what he wants, but Rocky um, is done. He's like, I didn't tell you are a smart kid. I don't know why you want to be a fighter. <laughs> um, so he's really resistant to training him at first. Um, so in the meantime, Donnie goes to Mickey's gym and starts training there. Um, he does start dating Bianca, who's Um, She's a singer and it's kind of sad she has progressive hearing loss so she's like I just got to do you know what I love for as long as I can do it which is kind of how this boxing thing is with all of these different characters I feel like. Anyway, Rocky visits um, Polly's grave and Adrian's grave, and it's this cute moment where he's got, like, he pulls down a chair from the tree so mm-hmm. you can tell he goes there. Like mm-hmm. Lonnie sits down and reads him the news and leaves Adrian a flower. Um, he's just so cute. Um, but in thinking about it, he does want to help Donnie out, and so um, he goes to the gym decides to take him under his wing and start training him um the gym owner has been wanting rocky to like come back and train his son and so he's automatically like who's this kid you've never wanted to help any of us before so he knows something's up um donnie goes to rocky's place Um, so that they can, since they have to train so early, um, and they go through the typical montage again, he has to catch a chicken, um, and jump rope and run around the block, all of the things that Rocky did in the first movie. Um, they, oh, so the gym owner, his son, um, needs a match, and so he decides, like, hey, Donnie's getting better, like, those two should fight, and so they do, um, and Donnie wins. Um, but before that, um, Pete, the gym owner, had gone to Rocky and said, Hey, like, I looked into this kid because I knew something was fishy and he's Creed's son. Um, and I think we should exploit that and start. It. And Rocky's like, No, like, he really, his whole thing is that Donnie doesn't want um, to take his father's name and, like, he doesn't want to hurt his legacy and have it come out that his father had an affair, but he also, like, wants to make his own legacy, not just, like, fly by on the name of his father um but it comes out anyway (laughs) that he's creed's son um so earlier in the movie they have a clip of uh this guy uh rookie conlin who um he's supposed to i don't know what illegal thing he did but um he they expect that he's going to go to prison soon and so this is going to be his last match um and going back to wheeler stuntman the guy earlier um he conlin was supposed to fight that guy um they have this whole thing about it but um during the weigh-in they got in a tussle and conlin broke wheeler's jaw and so he's out and suing him and so now they're trying to look for a new guy for conlin to fight anyway the manager goes to johnny and says like we want you to fight him but you have to go by the name creed because that's what's going to bring in all of these people Um, and so after talking to Bianca about it and kind of like wrestling with it, he decides, okay, fine, I'll go by Creed and we want to do this fight. Um, so they're training harder, um, and in the middle of training, Rocky collapses. Um, they take him to the doctor and he finds out he has cancer. And I really thought this movie was going to end with Rocky dying, which would have been super upsetting. Um, thankfully it doesn't, but, um, he finds out he has cancer and he tells the doctor, like... Great. You know, I'm good. My wife is gone. My brother-in-law is gone. Like, everyone I love has passed on. So, like, I'm just great. does with... he
0: still have a son?
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> it, but, it barely comes up in this movie. But um, It's weird. But
2: Adrian had cancer <laughs> and chemotherapy didn't help her. So he's like, yeah, why yeah. do it? That is his big reason for okay. it.
1: And so he's like, you know, I've I've come to terms with this. It's fine. Um, but then Donnie finds out about it and says hey like you you have me now and I'm your family and I need you and so also you have your real son yes Yes. (laughs) that too and so he talks him into it by saying like I can't have you sitting there in the corner it like training me as you're dying and so you have to fight if i'm in a fight and so he starts going through chemo and it's cute that rocky still sits there like making him practice as he's doing chemotherapy Mm -hmm. um anyway then we get to the fight um there was some issues with bianca but they end up together because they're perfect and cute um marianne who's like been unhappy about all this but she sends um donnie creeds like original shorts that have the american flag on it and it says creed on the front but then they added um johnson i'm assuming his mother's last name on the back so um he has his own legacy but still is a creed um So this goes down, of course, the way all of the Rocky movies go down, that they have the fight, and you think, oh, he's getting really beat up at the beginning, Um, but then he starts coming back, and essentially, um, they make it through all 12 rounds, Um, but again, because it's a draw, Conlon remains undefeated. Donnie then says, they kind of ask him what he would say to Crete if he were still alive, and he says that he, he loves him, and he knows that it wasn't his fault that he that he left, and um, everyone starts cheering, Crete, 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 and it's great. Um, and then it ends with Rocky and Donnie climbing the steps um, in the Philadelphia Museum of Art that we see kind of that iconic image, and looking out from the top. So yeah <laughs> yeah lots of references to the old movies in that one so it's really fun yeah. but yeah and this new one i guess just to set it up is kind of so we know that donnie is now going to be fighting the son of Yvonne Draco because why not <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> yeah i think that's <laughs> Pretty much all we know. It yeah. seems like from the trailers that he has a kid, though, with Bianca. So that makes it tougher to fight that. Um, anyway, yeah. Anything else to add?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that we've already talked about a lot of the stuff that is referenced a lot. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm gonna double
2: check my list of things. Yeah, we got it all. <laughs> yes. I mean, one fun thing in Balboa that I forgot mm. to mention, which is like super minuscule, but like, so he's in the restaurant and he has all of like um, pictures on the wall of like past fights and stuff, and he tells stories about his fights, and you see one guy come in who is down in the wash or in the kitchen washing dishes he's like, what are you doing? And it's Spider. And if you haven't watched the original, um, he is the first person you see Rocky fight in the first movie. While well, just like Aww. in their gym when he's just doing it for cash in the neighborhood. And so they stayed friends through the years. And Aww. so that's kind of a nice little that's homage cute. to the first one. You have the same characters. <laughs>
1: That's cute. That I love too at the beginning, Rocky tends to like repeat things and he keeps going, Yeah, I had a good fight this week and people keep asking me about it. He's like, Yeah, I did pretty good. Yeah, I did pretty good. Like over yeah. and over. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. Should have seen me. well. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Well, yay, looking forward to that movie. Do we do we have favorites? Should we just say that really quickly? Out of the
0: two you've seen, Courtney. Out of the 2 I've seen. <laughs> which is your favorite? That's a really tough question. Rocky One is definitely the better movie, but Rocky 4 was really it was it's, really fun to write on. <laughs> it's really fun to hate on that movie.
1: Brittany, do you have a it sounds like Rocky Balboa is probably the favorite.
2: Um, I mean it's kind of a tie between the first movie and Rocky Balboa. Which makes sense because they're very similar. They, yeah, they kind of follow a similar formula and similar struggles. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I I like Creed, but that's mm-hmm. acknowledging that it's based on all of the other Rocky movies. <laughs> it really yeah. depends on it to work. So, and I still I'm still bitter that Sylvester Stallone didn't win the Oscar for that role because he plays such a good character in Creed. Oh. Like just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's complicated. Was he nominated? (laughs) He was, and he was the favorite to win, and Mark Rylance kind of swooped in at the last second and took it. Sorry, who did? Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, which is a movie I don't like, so I was bitter about it. But anyway, it was cute because Sylvester Stallone has this, like, beautiful wife and three beautiful, like, model daughters, and so the whole time he was just kind of, like, living the high life, Mm -hmm. going to all these awards. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he's He's something. Well, awesome. Yeah, I think
0: that's going to be it for us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we want to say thank you to Brittany for coming on. Brittany, is there any place where people can, like, find you or follow you?
2: Uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at T 603 Brittany, nice. Brittany spelled T-T-N-E-Y. <laughs> there
0: you go. So awesome. Nice. And as always, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter at PC Footnotes. You can find us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes. You can <laughs> find our to, website. Yeah, you can find our
1: website. <laughs> Popculture footnotes.com. There you go.
0: So many things. Yep. And uh, <laughs> if you want to send us suggestions for things that you want us to talk about, shoot us an email at popculturefootnotes at gmail.com. Cool. Yay. Well, that's going to be it for us this week. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>